Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Icicle, <coughs> bicycle, rigmarole, pettifaloo. Pettifaloo? Is, is that a new one? Uh, I don't think I've tracked pettifaloo in in a while. No. I used to do it in sound checks when we played gigs you? and stuff. Pettiflops? wonder what they are. Pettiflops. Yeah, pettiflops. Is that what? one word, like petticoats? Or is that... I'm, I'm thinking it's like um, flip-flops for babies. They're just, just wee flops. Petty-flops. Just wee flops, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Petty-flops. So, you know, that's a business. That's a tick. There we go. Done. Business idea number one. Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And we had a pretty fruitless episode last time. Yeah, it, it was, was fun. Yeah, it was fun, but there wasn't there wasn't a lot of juicy nugs. We no. did see Speedy though. Speedy Gonzalez is in, yeah. which is, you know, pleasing. It was no it was nice to see uh, we had Sylvester back. Uh Sylvester yeah, Sylvester was back uh, for some reason working at the, on the Mexican border. Yeah. Well, actually, we're not sure if he was working or if he was just about. I think he was just about looking for mice. Yeah. This thing. And there were some. There was a lot. Yeah. So that, that's got to count for something. Uh, and then there was a Pork, Porky and Daffy situation. Yep. Pretty we're, classic. Pretty classic Porky and Daffy I, situation. I, I, I did like that one. Uh, Daffy having basically, I don't know, not running a hotel, but maybe conned his way into a hotel just to fuck with Porky. Yeah. The standard Daffy and make sort some of money. a move. And he made uh, a lot of money. And then there was a Bugs one, which was kind of irritating because it sort of opened up a lot of ideas, but then it was all just a dream. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, fuck it then. Yeah. Inconsequential. So not a lot of ticks last time. No. Uh, so uh, we're hoping for better this week. It should be a good one. The lineup's looking pretty good. Yeah, I mean, the start of the lineup's not looking very good to me because I remember the last time we saw this awful sex pest it's Pepe Le Pew <laughs> it's Pepe Le Pew and he got himself in a sort of uh, black snake moan sort of situation yeah. last time we saw him I don't think we've seen him since then I don't think so I mean like we, yeah it, it's questionable what he's going to be up to yeah like he had Penelope Pussycat chained up yep and and maybe not the first Penelope Pussycat yeah just there was an implication that he'd done this before that yeah. he's actually like that you know Whatever cat that looks a bit like a skunk he's currently pursuing is just Penelope Pussycat in yeah. his mind. Uh, so, I mean, he's possibly even more deluded than we gave him credit for in the first place. I think the worrying thing is is that the portal can't tell the difference. Well, I don't know, because it's still going to focus in on Pepe, and Pepe's are the same. Yeah, that's true. So, and like, you know, in terms of the naming on the list we have... Well, that's down to the overzealous, overzealous list writer. Guy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not really sure. Uh, so I hesitate to say uh, let's catch up with Pepe Le Pew and Penelope Pussycat in two cents worth. Scent like the smell as is standard. Have you seen the film Perfume? Uh, yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> Just put it out there. Okay, well, thanks for putting that back in my mind. Uh Two cents worth, a Pepe Le Pew and Penelope Pussycat number from October 15th, 1955. 
his worst. Not his worst, but he does just make me so uncomfortable. That serial killer music when he's after yeah. when he's after someone is so much worse given the last time we saw him. Yeah, it it is I don't know, like the level of training he must go through, like physical training. It reminds me have you seen Red Dragon or Red Red Dragon? Uh, uh yeah. Hannibal Lecter one. Yeah, where it's, it's just like the, the the physical prowess, like, you know, the level of training that he must go to. Like he's strong He's not particularly fast, but I don't think he has to be. Yeah. Like No, but the thing is he is. Yeah. He's keeping up. It's just it's just it's really, really unnerving. The more we learn about him, the more and more unnerving it is. Because he's just he's relentless. Yeah, I mean like I had a feeling during this one, uh, for various reasons, uh, that uh it might all be a bit of a setup. Hmm. The art style on the town when he's in the French town, yeah, is very similar to that sort of Jetsons esque sort of vibe we've had. Yeah, sort of the nuclear there town a, bit. The guy who worked in the fish shop had clearly a false head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one speaks French. It's all just like some weird facsimile of French. Yeah. So I know I'm wondering if the Gyptopians have him, and that's why the same thing happens, and they just push him and push him and push him and see what happens because you know if you were trying to create a facsimile of a french town that's what you would you'd have to do better yeah but if you had to create a facsimile of a french town that only had to convince a middle-aged divorcee called michael who's pretending to be french pretending to be french that's what you'd come up with and that's why having a cat going around just going yeah. Le meow is fine. That's why having like a, a, a advert for wine called uh, "Old in a Tube" <laughs> like is fine. Yeah, I I don't know because the thing is like there was there was another storyline going on. The bank robber. Uh, yeah, outside of Pepe. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's quickly give a rundown then. So the episode starts with uh, a guy going into a fish shop and purchasing a fish. Yeah, a single lure, sardine to lure a cat. Uh, Fifi, yep. not Penelope at not all. Not Penelope, no. Uh, Fifi into a, a room so you can paint a white stripe down her back and put her in the bank yep. so that everyone leaves the bank and he can just rob the bank. Yep. And then he encounters Pepe Le Pew uh, and uh, says, oh no, I don't need you anymore. And then he smells Pepe's uh, yep. musk and uh, sprints into town and locks himself in a jail cell and throws away the key. Yeah, see, that's the bit that doesn't, for me, doesn't sit with the um, Gyptopian nuclear town bit because that story happened separate yeah, I suppose to Pepe's so. story. And, like, the Gyptopian or Gyptopian-controlled thing playing the bank robber would know yeah. Pepe. So yeah, I guess that kind of doesn't add up, but at the same time, and he didn't you, that that wasn't to tempt Pepe into town either. No, because that, he was that surprised was to have encountered that was, Pepe. Yeah, that was just something that was happening. Although, you know, was he meant to go up there with the case full of money and tempt Pepe into a sort of more heroic role? He ran into town, and Pepe just didn't pursue him. But then, why would he lock himself in the cell? Yeah. But then we also never saw him again. The rest of it was just a Pepe episode chasing Penelope yes, around. Yeah, yeah. It was like the first minute and a half was well, this was bank, yeah, bank robber situation. Story. 
And then he ran into town and locked himself in a cell and threw away the key, and he was never mentioned again. Well, because like, the only reason for that was is to explain how Fifi ended up with that white stripe on her. That was the only reason that that was there. It is but their most convoluted who, Fifi white stripe. Yeah, uh, but who are the Jiptopians trying to convince at this point? Yeah, I don't are know. Are they testing? Are the Jiptopians now making episodes? <laughs> I don't know. Are the Jiptopians making episodes? It might be. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It just felt like... I don't know. It, it's happening too often, is, I think, my point. This cat gets a white stripe painted I think it's a different cat back. each time, though. That's I think thing. it is, but it's happening too often. It is, but, I mean, every, every time... Every time, except this one, because this one was an intentional, every time it's been an accident. Yeah. So, I, so I'm thinking black cats are unlucky... Because they keep getting white paint spilt on them. That's specifically right. So it's That's, not that black cats are unlucky for us. No, it's that they're, it's they're, they're that, unlucky. They're unlucky because they get white paint spilt on them. Sylvester they has have to white be, on him. I know, he's got white patches already. Oh yeah, but does he? Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. But does he though? But does he though, is it? Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I, can't, I like I, the idea that Sylvester is constantly does. tripping, specifically in a very specific way, into white paint. Nah, but the thing or is just like, not washing. But we 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 see him get uh, all of his hair burnt off. Yeah, we've seen his, We've seen his kid as well. Yeah, like, I think he already has white, which means he's not a black cat. It's still pretty unlucky. Oh, I mean, he's very unlucky, but I think he's unlucky for a different reason. Yeah, maybe it scales. Yeah, but, like, yeah, possibly your level of unluckiness is scales dependent on the color of your fur. Yeah. It's just like uh, if you've got white patches, you're, you're probably you're 90% unlucky. Whereas yeah. if you've got entirely black fur, yeah. that's it. You're getting a white stripe. You're regardless. getting a white stripe down you <laughs> and you'll be grateful. But it's, on, it's only that. That's the only unlucky thing. Nothing else bad happens. It's just the white stripe and you get and confused to be a skunk. Yeah, but like some, co- a some cosmic force clearly knows yeah. that like, you know, pretty much the most unlucky thing that can happen to, experience to you Pepe. is to have a white stripe painted down your yeah. back. Yeah. Because Pepe is the worst, yeah, literally no, the worst character we've encountered, and we've yeah. encountered some awful racists and murderers. Yeah, I mean, and we've still put Pepe. Tweety. Tweety's killed hundreds, yeah. possibly thousands. Yeah, and is trying to end the world as far as we know, Pepe, or take over it. Pepe's still the worst. He is. It's 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 What's the conniving nature of it. What's his tomb powers? Because I was thinking this: like, is his tomb powers his physical prowess? Is I think it, it his is. Ability yeah. to sense. Uh, cats with white stripes on them. I think it's. I think it's his physical prowess, pretty much. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know he always seems very chill in his pursuits. Like it's always that sort of he knows happy he's, bound, yeah. he but knows he's, he's keeping up. In this one, he was doing some sort of like acrobatic flips, branch to branch, yep. which was also very Red Dragon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Like, that, that was one of the things that made me go. Eh? Hang on. I don't know. Yeah. And he's got some lecture vibes. How do we think he's going to get turned around? I don't know. Because my wor- my worry is, is does he reform? My worry is does he reform or, or is he on- or is he just good enough at basketball that they went? Do you know what? Whatever. Maybe, maybe it's his it. physical prowess. Maybe it is just his physical prowess. Like he doesn't <laughs> need the basketball training. He's very good. Yeah. I mean, by all because he can jump. We know that. He can jump. He's he's got eight foot vertical leap. Yeah, and like it, what was good is like because he bounded onto the the carriageway that was going up to the top. Yeah, um, and he just bounded and just one arm caught it and just hung. Yeah, just just one arm, like he was slam dunking, for example. Oh no, oh no, Pepe's there on merit. Yep, 
that's really upsetting to me. I mean, as far as we know, we've still got a few years for him to reform. But he's going to have to do some got serious years. reform. We've got 40 years. Yeah. He could do a lot of bad in that 40 years, though. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Should we move I'm on? sure he will. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to think of 40 more years of Pepe Le Pew before we reach the end point. And our, you know, this lockdown situation has delayed that end point somewhat as well. So yeah. it's just like, oh God. It's even more. This, 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 this task we've, we've set ourselves. I don't, I don't know sometimes, Cal. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so we've got Sylvester up next. Uh, so might get some answers to the, uh, the luck percentage uh, yeah. question. Uh, he's with Tweety and Granny, uh, which we haven't seen in quite a while. No. Um, and this is going back to a very old school uh, Granny format because uh, it's got Little Red Riding Hood and the Big Bad Wolf in it as well. I mean, it is a classic. If you're going to be Granny, you've got to expect a Little Red Riding Hood and a Big Bad Wolf every so often. Uh, every so often, yeah. yeah. I mean, last... I mean, I don't know. Was it last time or has Granny been in it since the time when Little Red Riding Hood turned up and she was working swing shifts at Lockheed? There's Little Red Riding Hood been in it since then. Um, no, in it with Granny since then. Oh, uh, no, I don't think so. Because there there's been Little Red Riding Hood ones. Yeah. And there's been a Granny, but not Granny. Yes. I don't know. Let's see. Little Red Riding Hood is terrifying to my recollection. Yeah. So, um, horrible. Not, not keen on that. Uh, but let's see what's going on. In a Red Riding Hood winked, uh, a Sylvester, Tweety, Granny, Little Red Riding Hood, and Big Bad Wolf number from October 29th, 1955. <laughs> wasn't granny it wasn't granny no but there again we know that um there's set that well that tweeties get delivered to several different grannies just any granny yeah and i think little red riding hood have you noticed how post vans are red yes i, I have. think little red riding hood is um like a delivery system for tweeties to grannies I can kind of see that. Uh, one thing I noted in this one compared to when we normally see uh, people under control of a Tweety is the, um, like, just dots for eyes. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, if that's a more of a telltale sign because, like, we, th- we thought before the, like, the big blue eyes means, like, you're being yes. Tweety operated. Yeah. And in this, Red Riding Hood just had dots dots yeah granny yeah. just had dots yeah like so i would go so far as to say in this because it's also not a big bad wolf we've seen before he's no. new yeah and didn't really know what he was doing there didn't know what he was doing kind of felt like he was hired in but red riding had granny and the big bad wolf felt false to the story to me yes and it's also the first episode in a long time we've had framed as a story with a yeah. narrator and yeah i don't know it's kind of odd because Sylvester- signs Helpful signs and, you know, just, yeah, and prompts. And a bus to Granny's house. Via the woods. Via the woods, yes, of course. Yeah, you got because that's an important part of the story. What's interesting is why didn't she stay on the bus all the way to Granny's house? Yeah, because the bus didn't go to Granny's house. The Ah, bus stopped stopped in the woods. It did say Granny's house via the woods, so that's how you get to Granny's house, via the woods. Oh, the stop is Granny's house via the woods. Yes. It's not the bus is going via the woods to Granny's house. No. But, yeah, I mean, it was pretty standard Red Riding Hood format Except Red Riding Hood was bringing a Tweety. Yeah. And there was... I mean, so And the, Sylvester was just there. Well, Sylvester saw the Tweety and was like, right, I'm going to get that Tweety. Yeah, and so I kind of feel saw... like Sylvester wasn't meant to be involved. I don't think he was. I think... 
under the guise of a Red Riding Hood story, yeah. Tweety it, was to be delivered to this granny. Yes. That's, and that's, Sylvester, that's what I think. Sylvester's presence prevented that from going off like without a hitch. Yeah. Um, which is why... Because I, I, I think it might be a bit like the thing where it's like... It's not, it's not going to assimilate someone if you're watching it. Yeah. It does it when no one's watching. Like when so it knows it can it. take something over and then... So I, I think Sylvester's presence in the situation ruined that as an undercover way to deliver uh, a Tweety to a granny. Yeah. I, I, I think the... I think the wolf was kind of phoned in late, but I don't know by who. Yeah, I mean, previously, I don't think the Big Bad Wolf has ever been a wolf we particularly recognise, and I think it's been Ralph Wolf or similar in a Three Little Pigs story, but not in a Red Riding Hood story. To me, this just looked like a slightly bigger version of Sylvester, but with with different patterns. He still had the big red nose, he had a similar hairstyle. Yeah, I think their regular wolf couldn't make it. Yeah. Because he I couldn't remember the name of Little Red Riding Hood at all. He was like, oh, what's that, what's that kid's name But again? I was trying to remember if it had ever been Ralph Wolf in the Red Riding Hood stories, because we know he's got a new job trying to nick sheep in some sort of, I know, insurance scam or something. <laughs> uh, like, we're not sure yet. Yeah, he's trying to burn it down. Uh, so we know he's got a new job, so maybe they've had to just get someone in. Temping. To repl- temping, yeah. Because yeah. the red nose suggests a drunkenness. Yep. Uh, and also, if he was, uh, you know, it's sort of where we first saw Sylvester in this as well. Like, if you're going to pick up someone, just go, look, you'll do. Yeah. Get in. Get, get on the bus, come you on. You know, it's, it's the kind of place Sylvester sort of hangs around. It's true. Being a street drunk. <laughs> he's going he's to be hanging around other street Cause drunks. Because he's, he's just a drifter now. That's what he does. Uh, but yeah, I think the Little Red Riding Hood also used to have terrifying massive possessed eyes and now has she did though but it was it was big blue horror looking things whereas now they're like pistols in the snow yeah but i'm wondering why like because it with the big blue eyes it made sense that red riding hood is being used as a standard delivery system for tweeties because she would the big blue eyes suggest she was being controlled by a tweety yeah. Whereas now it suggests she's not being troubled by Tweety unless she's been. I'm thinking she's been totally conscious. I'm she's, she's been, been white. In thrall for so long. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking she's been blanked. Yeah. And they've just imparted Red Riding Hood story onto her. And she just goes on a loop. She just goes on all grannies. She's like any granny, it doesn't matter. She's just granny. granny but granny. what is good there is that was a. We, we witnessed a failed attempt to deliver a Tweety to a granny. Mm, nah, she was still on the bus with the granny. She was the still end. on the bus, yeah. Granny was driving that bus. Granny was driving that bus. That was bus. her job. She was a bus driver. Yeah. Different granny, see, not 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 locky, not locky granny. Nah. Bus bus driver. Bus, gra- bus bus driving granny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, it's a fair point. Just depends how many people use that route, really. Well, it depends how many people are on that bus as well, but yeah. Well, that's what I mean. If like if 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 the bus is full. If the bus is full, it's a no-go. Oh, if the bus is empty. The bus was full of grannies. Maybe it was like taking them out to an OAP fishing. Where was the stick. apostrophe into Granny's house? Oh, I don't know. Was it was it after the S? I don't Is think it just loads of Granny's going home? Could be Granny's house. Now I, th- I think it was like like going out for like a day to the beach to go get fish and chips and mushy peas. No, that, that's where it goes after. That's the loop. Yeah. It goes to Granny's house by the woods. Yeah, to the beach to go and get fish and chips and mushy peas. Yeah, <laughs> and the big city. Yeah, and that's, that's the, loop, the standard loop. 
Just do that. Yeah. Bus full of grannies, isn't Bus it? Bus full of grannies. Can one tweet you take over many grannies? I don't think so. That's at least some relief. What if it's what if there's like little what, what if little green riding hood, little blue riding hood, little yellow riding uh, hood are also on that bus uh, that, packing tweeties? I think I think what will happen is we will eventually see. I'd imagine uh, Bluebeak go from version one to version like two or three, where you can start tethering more devices. So yeah. I think at that point it'll be able to start taking over more tweeties. Yeah, that that would be worrying. Mm. We don't we don't but need curr- that. Cur- currently we're Bluebeak version one. So. Yeah. And I'm hoping it will stay that way for quite some time due to it being 1955. I should think so. But it's <laughs> a pretty again, big jump for them already. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, <laughs> you know, once once you get one of these things going, yeah. it just ticks along, doesn't it? it? So yeah, uh, might have another enthrall granny, Sylvester. I think we might. Still just bumming around, really. He tried. He tried. Like, I don't know for the right reasons, but I think he rarely tries for the right reasons. Yeah. I think sometimes he's on the hunt. And other times he's just hungry. I think so, yeah. And right. he definitely was at this point because he came out of a bin with just a fish skeleton. Yeah, which is, so. you know, st- a standard cartoon cat snack. It is. But, you know, Weirdly. not Why very you filling. Not very filling. No. Okay, so let's do one more then. It's another classic format because uh, it's a Bugs and Yosemite Sam in their absolutely ageless, uh, yeah. you know, feud across time. It's, um, it is always a good one, though. It's always good. It doesn't tend to answer very much, but like you know, there's always some there's always some good uh, good ruses, some good Bugsy ruses. Emperor Nero. Emperor Nero. He's in it. Are we that far back in time? Yeah, it's it's called Roman Legion Hair. Well, there you go. It's it's a Bugs Bunny Year Seventy Salmon Emperor Nero number from November twelfth, nineteen fifty five. So, this opens out onto, I think, was it 49 AD? Something like 54, that? 54, I think. Yeah. It's real old. I mean, they, they gave us a very specific date. Uh, it's back in the back in the Roman times. Yeah. Um, Sam is the captain of the guard. And- I don't know how he got there. Because he's knows. never had much respect for any sort of authority. No, but I mean... Basically, Emperor Nero uh, is about to have loads of vic- well, he wants loads of victims to be eaten by lions. The Detroit Lions, no the less. Detroit Lions on on the on their uh, undefeated opening night. Um, but there's no victims left, so Sam sent out to find a victim. He finds bugs. There's a big chase scene, uh, and then the lions end up chasing Emperor Nero and Yosemite Sam. But what's interesting is we know Yosemite Sam is from the Marooniverse. Yes, he's from the Marooniverse. Uh, so he's an eldritch horror from beyond the pale. This much we know. When did he come over from the Marooniverse, and how is he consistently back in time? Did he come over in the 1940s, and then Bugs has taken him back in time, or has he ended up back in time? Because he's an elder god, does he exist in all time? I think I think he he's been in the uh, in the Tooniverse for a long time. Like, I so think- you think he's come from the Marooniverse? Like way, way, way back, way back when. I think any long periods of history where we don't see him is is due to slumber. Do you do you think that is what? Do you think you started out as like an elder god, or do you think it's for being from disparate universes and spending? Because I mean, we saw what happened to uh, humans from our world spending time in the Tooniverse. Do you think a similar sort of thing happened to Sam? So do you think he started out as a normal Toon from the Marooniverse and being in the Tooniverse? Has corrupted him and turned him into the twisted tentacle-faced 
uh, Eldritch Horror. I mean, we know spending time in the wrong universe can twist you mm. in in strange ways. Uh, like, so maybe we, we saw it during World maybe War Maybe this is quite new, and Sam hasn't been there that long, so he hasn't actually become totally corrupted. That's and true. He does have a respect for authority at this point, and has worked his way up to Captain of the Guard. Is it a moustache at this point, or is it two hairy tentacles? I'm thinking it's a moustache because <laughs> at this point we see the bandana come off. Yeah. At one point, and he's got normal skin underneath. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I'm thinking he normally wears that bandana to hide some sort of scales. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so beginning to show around the eyes. Potential first meeting with bugs here, possibly. Because he also wasn't quite expecting. Previously, he has seemed to know bugs, mm. like at least a bit. Yeah, like that. Like it went like when it's piratey or whatever. Yeah, like Wild West or... they've been rivals in that sort of era for a bit. Yeah, and the Wild West one's same sort of deal. Whereas this is just, I, I, I so I, I think what we're seeing here is Sam, before... human Sam, but yeah. not not human, obviously, uh, whatever he happens to be. Before he starts being twisted by being in a different universe. Because before now, we haven't really seen... We've seen, like, historical ones with him, yeah. but not really much before the sort of 17th century. Yeah. And this is the first century. Way, way before, yeah. So he's got he's got 1,600 years to twist. And, and he does. Well, yeah, we know. So, yeah, so, I, that's, that's what I think we're seeing here. And But why is Bugs back to see him at this point like but bugs just flits around having a good time doesn't he and making sure that sam's having an annoying time because he can move bugs can move his house wherever in time and space pretty yeah. much as long as there's soil there so i think sometimes bugs just goes to sleep and like sets it to shuffle <laughs> wakes up and just goes where am i today it's lovely yeah i think so because yeah. he's always because always when he pops out of his hole it's like what's this what's going yeah. on like, I'm wondering whether or not his whether or not his house, whether that that shuffle thing, uh, is genuinely random, or whether or not maybe it has like a ghost in the machine or something like that. Well, if there, oh. if is there it, is, it's a, it's the portal situation, right? Or maybe have you played the Soul Reaver games? Some of them, the Legacy of Cain. No, I played the Legacy of Cain ones. Too. So do you remember the bit where it that turns out that the sword, the Soul Reaver, actually has Raziel's soul in it? So when Raziel is when Kane tries to kill Raziel with the soul, he can't because he's trying to destroy the soul with the soul. Do you think that the soul of Bugs' house is actually Bugs from the future? Or maybe there's nothing random. And he may- puts on maybe, a shuffle, future Bugs gets the, a thing and he I'm goes, I don't that's know. The, well, I'm thinking that's the ultimate level of Bugs. Bugs becomes totally incorporeal and just inhabits the whole. He's, he ascends... Yeah, like fucking and like and, fucking, uh, and he's the one guiding. Yeah, and he, <laughs> he's the one guiding past bugs in all of his different bits. Yeah, we'll find him inhabiting something somewhere. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah maybe, I like, I like, I like this. Bugs this. is the portal. It's possible. I like. Fuck. I, 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 I like this neuromancer angle. <laughs> bugs is the. Someone portal. had to release him. Yeah. And now he can ascend like and the person who can release him is himself because yeah. that's what fuels his power because yeah. because he, he constantly impounds his own power or compounds his own power yeah through the wish yeah so yeah the, the, the yeah the, which the, the, he the, led himself to oh god 
So for recap, if people haven't jumped in like on this from the early stages, Bugs wished with a genie that he would be the most powerful uh, rabbit in the world. Yeah. But every time, um, every time Bugs encounters himself, his time traveling self, obviously it they they have to beat each other. So it just flies up, which is why they can only briefly encounter each other. But every time it happens, Bugs gets more powerful. I want to talk about Bugs's powers because his goddamn leg <laughs> do you think it's just one leg or both i think legs? it's just the right leg you think it's just the right leg i don't know i have to go back but he's got he's got a mighty leg like he can trip over anything he, he could trip he tripped over a full phalanx yeah like no problem leg didn't budge uh there was a manhole cover which he just like casually lifted right up and flipped over with like now i've i've shut manholes you know yeah, they're heavy lazily a- with my feet before it's heavy to push it along yeah. the ground it's a big <laughs> bit of metal but yeah, he just pops it over. Yeah, like a like it's nothing. Like it's a, it's Pringle, got a mighty or a leg, or a biscuit Pringle. <laughs> a biscuit Pringle. You know those classic, mm. Mm, nice, nice digestive Pringle. Mm. Mm. Actually, if someone could make like a wafer thin digestive, yeah, I, that though, I would snaffle that down. Yeah, take like, it down. I was going to say like an old Twix, yeah. but not like an old. You'd take, take just it like down. a thin digestive, like really. a really thin digestive. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Pringle digestive. Yeah. That's a, uh, I think that's a graham cracker for for American listeners. Right, okay. There you go, Pringle graham cracker. It's a digestive. Called the core digestives. McVitie's do the best ones. Everyone knows this. Absolutely. Well, anyway. Yeah, anyway, so, that's important. We've settled that. That was a big, like, I don't know, I feel I learned a lot from that episode. Yeah, I didn't feel like I'd learned anything from that episode when I finished watching it. But now, now I feel like, yeah, just, just reframing it in that way, it's like, well, actually... Yeah, what if Yosemite Sam was just a dude? Yeah, who slowly morphed into this thing over sixteen hundred years. I mean, it, they would twist anyone up. I mean, we saw what happened to um, like humans who have come into the universe in just a matter of months. Yeah, although, like those people when they came into the universe were Goebbels and Goering, so they were already... Oh, yeah, they were already pretty twisted, mentally. But, yeah, they became physically, like, green and twisted, and we saw P- Peter Lorre. Peter Lorre got fucked up. Yeah. Do, do, like, do you think the universe twisted twisted them initially to match their internal mind to make their kind of external appear, like, the way that their internal self is? Yeah, possibly. Like, like it, shallow how? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I, I like I like that as a move. It's like you know, if you go, but then again, that does imply Sam must come in. Well, no, because no, his external doesn't change. His external doesn't change, but also um, Sam isn't from Earth. Sam is from the Maroonverse, so it's possible that his because he's already painted. There's some, yeah, there's some tune level stuff exactly. going so on already. It, it, it's possible that maybe it affects him slightly differently because we know how it affects us, but we don't know how it affects. Yeah, and Others. Sam's appearance over the full time hasn't really changed. Not really, no. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just some. It's the behaviour, and in yeah. this, in this, like he's managed to work his way up to a to a position of rank. Yeah. Whereas in other ones, he's normally alone. Some sort of vagabond. Vagabond. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, in the naval ones, he's a pirate. Yeah. Like you know, in the western ones, he's the the lo- bandit, the lone bandit. Yeah. Like. So, yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see some interim Sam yeah. episodes. Yeah, definitely. Maybe some medieval Sam episodes or something like that, uh, just to see a mid-stage of this. But, you know, the, I mean, port- I think- the portal giveth and the portal taketh or away. Or does Bugs giveth and Bugs taketh away? Yeah, if Bugs turns out to be 
Also, portal. if Bugs turns out to be a, a hole in time <laughs> and space, then that's I think that's pretty fitting. I think so, yeah. So, you know, that, that could be the case. Is Bugs a hole? Who knows? I don't, I don't know. Genuinely don't know. Well, I think that's one to muse on yep. until uh, until next week. Good uh, idea. So, um, yeah, we'll wrap it up for now. Uh, as ever, thanks for listening. It's good to know we're not on this journey alone. Uh, we're sorry we left you on this journey alone <laughs> for a few months. Uh, we're, we're back. There'll be a few more sporadic ones that I think we're going to try and get back on yep. our standard we're schedule. We're getting there. We're, we're getting, getting there. there. We're getting there. Um, as ever, we're going to leave you with a song. Uh, now, we've, we've used a lot of Big Bad Wolf songs already. Yeah. Uh, and so we're for Little Red Riding Hood songs, and we discovered some people I've never heard of before. No, I'm uh, glad we'll have. Apparently, now, they had some big hits in the in the mid '60s. Yeah, uh, uh, it's called Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. Uh, Classic band, and the and the song is Little Red Riding Hood. Uh, there's things I like about it, which I want to point out. <laughs> One, they talk about him being in a sheep suit a yeah. lot, uh, and their big hit, their first hit, was called Wooly Bully. So I'm hoping. <laughs> so I'm hoping. That like they basically just hit on a, a theme. Crossover. They just hit on a theme and yeah. they rolled with it. But also, the guy apparently used to cart his equipment around in a hearse with Amazing. maroon velvet curtains. Yeah, and there's, there's a lot of crossovers here. Sam, Sam yeah. the sheepdog, the maroon. Yeah, the maroon, the maroonverse. Yeah, there's a lot going on. But yeah, he's he's great. Uh, I, I, you know, I got to find their look questionable because it's definitely Sam the Sham at the front there with a turban on and then everyone else has got like uh, you know a pharaoh look yeah. going on yeah. which is apparently inspired by Yul Brynner as the pharaoh <laughs> in the Ten Commandments it's like you should not be basing your 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 pharaoh approach on Yul Brynner like it's, it's not something that should ever be happening there was a lot of drugs in the 60s yeah well I'll leave you then with the uh, 1966 classic Little Red Riding Hood by Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. So enjoy that, and uh, we'll catch you uh, about a week from now. Bye! Who's that I see walking in these woods? Why, it's Little Red Riding Hood. Hey there, Little Red Riding Hood. You sure are Everything a big bad wolf could want Listen to me Little Red Riding Hood I don't think little big girls should Go walking in these spooky old woods alone Walking with you alone Oh